hey, this is Doug Jones. You might know me as the Silver Surfer or Abe Sapien from the Hellboy movies or Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus. But right now, you're listening to the Candare Podcast. Hey, this is Kenny Kramer, the real Kramer. I'm telling you, you're listening to the Candare Podcast. Enjoy. Hey, this is James Rolfe, and you're listening to the Candare Podcast. Hi, this is Robin Shelby, Slimer from Ghostbusters 2, and Lady Slimer from Ghostbusters 2016. And you are listening to Canned Air Podcast. Well, hey, Canned Air Podcast. This is Greg Brady, and you're happening in a far-out kind of way. This is Hermes Conrad. Your club level is grade 36, and you are listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Now stop it and get back to work. Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and co-creator of the new series Drawing Blood. You're listening to me on Canned Air. Hi, this is Luke Ferrigno of the Incredible Hulk. You are listening to the Canned Air podcast, and you better keep listening because you won't like me when I get angry. Hi, my name is Tor Massimini, the Shredder from the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and you are listening to the Canned Air podcast. Hi, this is Christopher Daniel Barnes, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and you're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Thank you, Jeremy, Jack, and Jake. I really enjoyed being on your show. Call me. You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Handsome Jake. And this is no ordinary episode. Gentlemen, number 200. 200. Right? That is the exact sound we deserve. <laughs> yeah. We need like three more of those maybe and we'll be good. We'll be good. But uh, damn. We did it, gentlemen. 200. Yeah. Was 200 the, like the, the top of the mountain for us? Right. It feels like, you know. 300 will be going it's the down. the big leagues. <laughs> Nothing, nowhere to go but down from here. We're not too big to fail, but we're, you know. Right. No, we're good. We're good. It's hard to think of all we've done, all we've talked to, all the different amazing people that have been on the show in the past 200, you know. It's nuts. It's amazing how much we've done and how little it feels like looking back. Yes, seriously. Yeah, I know. It feels like I joined the show like last month, you know? Yeah, looking back over the episodes in preparation for this, you keep thinking, oh, yeah, I forgot about, oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, so many uh, cool milestones. And uh, what we're going to be doing on our Retro Roundtable today is uh, remembering some of our favorite moments from the uh, past 100 episodes. We celebrated the first 100 in episode 100, so... Mm -hmm. Pull out the member berries and member berries. Oh, yeah. I remember it. I remember it too. <laughs> <laughs> then after the retro roundtable, we're going to be welcoming Richard Rivera and Alex Lobato, both who have been on the show multiple times. So how appropriate to have them back. We're going to be talking with them about their uh, Kickstarter for Shadow Play, issue one running till September 13th. Looks like it's going to be pretty awesome, guys. Eventually, we're just going to be talking to those two about the weather. <laughs> gonna run out of projects. <laughs> I don't know. Every time we uh, every time we talk to Richard, there's something busy, new. There's yeah. something new. A lot new too. Usually, yeah, like big big, news, big yeah. news. Yeah. So uh, maybe next time we talk to him, he'll be rolling in that dough. He'll start paying us. <laughs> right for <what>? <laughs> That's <laughs> what it is. All right. Royalties. And then after <laughs> that, we're going to be uh, playing a game I prepared for the two of you. Uh, have you ever seen? 
this show that used to be on years back called Street Smarts. I have yes. had it described to me by you in the past. Okay, yes. That's what we're going to be playing today. I got three guests. All right. They're, they're going to be revealed as they introduce themselves to you. I recorded them answering all these questions, and you're going to have to guess whether they answered them correctly. Or guess incorrect. we know or just randomly? Some random. You'll see. Such a random. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to see. You're going to see. So, before we get into all that, Jake. Ladies and gentlemen, I come to you with a heavy heart. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have not yet attained our goal of global media supremacy. We're still in the early stages where we need your help mm-hmm. to spread around our tweets, videos, etc. So if you would be so kind, help us on our rise to dominance. Visit us at Twitter, at CandAirPod, Instagram, at Canned underscore Air. CandAirPodcast.com, obviously, where you can find our special guests and contacts page, and check us out on YouTube. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, if you're planning on attending a Wizard World convention, you need only use promo code CANNEDAIR for a tasty, tasty 10% off your tickets. God, it's so easy. That's Why do I need air. to tell you how to do this? There Just may be it. other promo codes, but ours is more Ours, like Only ours is yeah. CANNEDAIR. Only ours gives you that sense of satisfaction yeah. yes. after you use it. That's canned it's, air, it's lowercase, like no space. It's like feeling your father's hand on your shoulder after you made a game-winning pitch. You, you feel know? a yeah. sense of graciousness yeah. once you type yeah. that in. Like, wow, providence smiles upon me. Yeah, like after you achieve that goal, you crack a slight smile and just nod like, yep. here we are. Here we are. It's That's like awesome. that first sip of a cold beer on a hot day. Yeah, yeah. That's what canned air does for you. <laughs> sip of milk on a hot day. <laughs> No, oh my! Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> I think he's getting to a chalky milk joke. Chalky milk. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a, little, I'm a little thirsty, a little parched. Oh, and another thing before we start, we're also going to be sprinkling some uh, Ask Daves in throughout <laughs> this episode, some classic Ask Daves, uh, and I'll explain that as we approach them. So let's just kick it off with this week's retro round table. <laughs> All right, guys. Favorite moments from the past 100 episodes. Who would like to start? First, I'd like to say what a cool concept this is. Like doing 100 odd episodes, me personally, of retro roundtables, reminiscing about the past. To reach this point where the thing we reminisce about is our own show, it just, it, it just feels like such a cool thing to me. So I'm stoked. Yeah, I, I, well, I hope based, it doesn't come across arrogant. Oh, who cares? But yeah, we're having fun. We're so celebrating. It's based on nostalgia, so yeah, yeah. We're What's more nostalgic than you know better times in your life <laughs> than us? <laughs> I, it's going to be fun, and I think people enjoy it. We're we're peppering, we're pulling the best little moments yeah. from the past 100. So it's like a it's going to be a good clip show, not a clip show so. you don't want to be a part of putting a good clip show quality clips who'd like to go first i'll go first with what am i go first uh, our interview with devin rattray oh yes buzz from home alone yes yes that took a while to get together uh yeah i mean like three or four failed attempts um but man it was so worth it in the end like you gotta the, give him credit for being willing to continue trying after everything that went wrong like, yeah in the past uh, typically when we have guests like that if it fizzles after a few attempts like that it just goes to the wayside yeah. but yeah he really stuck in there and saw it through like, no the and how, how on he was the whole time just with quips and little oh, yeah. jokes like when we first got on the phone with him he was just like oh so there's more than one year there yeah there's uh, I'm Jeremy this is Jack he's like Jeff no, you're like here. You oh, go, yeah. No, Jack. He's like, no, it's Devin. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kept going on like that the whole time. We almost had to 
really be on to <laughs> yeah. come back with this stuff. Is there more than one person here, or is it just you, Jeremy? Yeah, no, it's uh, Jack Doherty's here with me as well. Good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Jack. No, I think it's pronounced uh, Devin, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also uh, joined by uh, Jake Runyon. Hi, how are you doing? Okay, Jake, Jack, Jeff, and... Uh, Jeff's long gone, but yeah, yeah, the other three are still here. <laughs> Jeff's gone. Oh. I'll put you on speaker real quick because I'm also here with my friend Anne, but you can call her Jeff. Okay. <laughs> so I, Jeff is there then. Sweet. <laughs> How you doing, doing, Jeff? Were you hearing anything? No, I wasn't able to either. It was so cool to talk to him, and uh, there have been a few guests, one of which I'm going to mention a little later, that come within a few degrees of like some of the most iconic people like uh, Yvonne Craig with oh, Elvis, yeah. you know, her mm. firsthand experiences with him. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit later about Tom Snyder and his tie to the Beatles, but uh, oh. with Devin Retray, just talking oh. about his experience with Michael Jackson. Oh, that's right. That was yeah. really cool. That's to why, hear. And you know, it was, it was almost, the conversation was almost a little solemn. You know, we weren't necessarily joking about it the way we often do. It was just like an interesting yeah. kind of reveal of this interaction he had. And I, I, it yeah. was unlike any other interview we've had, which I think is, is something special in itself. Let's cut to a clip of it. Just uh, one last question, though. You had you had mentioned earlier that uh, you, on the set of Home Alone, had your camcorder out. And I know that uh, not too long ago you had released some footage of uh, yourself uh, with Macaulay Culkin and Michael Jackson, and uh, just being a huge Michael Jackson fan, uh, what a you know great artist he was. What can you say about the man? What was he like? Uh, that was one of the uh, more surreal, greater days of my life when I interviewed Michael Jackson. Right. Um, he uh, he surprised everyone on the set. Mac was the only one that knew that he was on the set, uh, and we were rehearsing. On a Saturday morning, one of, it's supposed to be one of our days off, and they had us come in and rehearse, pardon me, on a Saturday at 7 o'clock in the morning. And this is in February in Chicago. Uh, so it was it was cold, and it was dark, um, and we were upset. And we had to rehearse the scene of us running out of the house, getting into the two airport vans. Yeah. And there was a very complicated crane shot starting up on top and, you know, coming down, and we run out of the house. And we divide, you know, who goes into the van and which one goes into which van. It's a very quick scene, but a little bit complicated when trying to coordinate. So I get up, you know, and I walk out of the hotel room and I stop and turn around and walk all the way back. And my mom's yelling at me saying the elevator's coming. And I run back to the hotel room and grab my video camera for no reason whatsoever. I just thought I might as well bring it just for rehearsal, just to see. Um, and if I hadn't done that, then I wouldn't have this footage, this unique footage. Right, um, absolutely. When I, when I get out of the van, Mac comes squeezing his way through all these people uh, getting out of the van, and he, li- and he grabs my wrist. He says, Jeff, 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 come here. You got your camera? You got your camera? I was like, yes, Macaulay, I, I guess. Uh, come here, come here, come here. I want you to meet somebody. And he said it all weird like that. I was like, okay, I'll meet somebody. (laughs) And uh, he dragged me to the back of one of the airport vans, 
where there's these like dudes standing in front of the van in black sunglasses and black trench coats and earplugs in their ear. And in the back of the van is Michael fucking Jackson hmm. in this great uh, houndstooth trench coat, great fedora, black glasses, and a butterfly band-aid on, his, on the side of his nose. And I had no idea what was happening. It was 7 o'clock in the morning. I had no idea what was happening. He extends his hand, and I shake the hand that's supposed to have a white glove on it. I shake Michael Jackson's hand. And wow. he was like, oh, hey, it's really nice to meet you. And I just took a breath and said, yes, Mr. Jackson, it is really nice to meet me. It's so nice to meet me. Boy, is it good to meet me. Right. And I was able to sort of make him laugh or catch him off guard enough where he was able to be uh, himself, be real. Like, once he laughed, he caught himself laughing. She was giggling. Uh, he caught himself sort of giggling and was able, and then suddenly there was, like, there was a break in the persona. And he was asking me about the film and what it was like shooting, and I just blurted out, hey, I got my movie camera with me, and I'm trying to make a little documentary. Do you mind if I ask you? I'm going to call you a couple of questions later on, please, Mr. Jackson. I didn't realize I'd said it at the time. And he looked over at Max, and Max says, I'm going to be in it, too. And Michael said, well, as long as Macaulay's in it, then okay, okay, we'll do it later. Oh, and wow. it was, I mean, that was just... No, I'm a 15-year-old kid who hasn't prepared anything at 7 o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> I haven't had my amphetamines yet, you know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and uh, and this and then this happened. And I did this, you know, stupid interview that I hadn't prepared any questions for, but I, I kept on making him laugh, and he liked me, and I did nothing with it. Uh, a lot of people asked me for that tape for a long time. But it wasn't until he died uh, and Entertainment Tonight reached out to me saying, there's rumor that you have an interview. Uh, would you be interested in sharing it with the world? And the way that they phrased it, you know, because I didn't want to profit from the man's death in any way. Right. I wanted to show a side of him that nobody had seen, or at least, you know, maybe a couple of dozen people had seen. And... I, I did, and I, and I wanted to show him as a relaxed person laughing with me and, and my friend, Mac, and a couple other cast members, and, like, him actually going out and volunteering, saying something. I mean, he never did interviews. Right. Ever. Ever. And he's doing an interview with Devin Rattray. That's <laughs> and awesome. And Macaulay trying to jump up into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and he's volunteering things, saying, I do want to say Macaulay Tolkien is the greatest child star in the world. And I thought that was a really sweet thing for him to say. Right. Drastically overstated, but, you know. <laughs> 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 oh, man, that was great. What a great cherry on the uh, cupcake that is this interview right there. <laughs> awesome all right so there was our uh, first clip our first look back jake what, what's your uh, favorite memory one of your favorite memories anyway? something that 
comes to mind for me. And it's it's weird because it's not like one of our most momentous events or mm-hmm. biggest achievements. It's just one of the times I remember like laughing the most in the middle of the show and having to like restrain myself so as not to derail it. <laughs> Those are the best times. Yeah. yeah. We were talking with Kyle about him and his friends pulling all the spines off a cactus branch. <laughs> yes. And playing Frisbee with it. And that got us on the giving cactus. The giving cactus. Yeah, oh, my the God. The cactus giveth and the cactus taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about implements of summer fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Kyle's offering was a cactus. <laughs> and that was so far out of left field. I was talking to Brooke about it. We could do this show to episode a million. <laughs> we never get anything Never, like ever would you get that again. I no, want photographs no, yeah. of our faces as soon as he said that to put up on my mantle. Just, uh, uh, just the incredulousness. <laughs> I remember on my way to work because I was out that episode. And I was listening to it when it posted. And I was about pissing my pants laughing because just the... <laughs> You guys just like a there's cactus. A, there's, a, there's a perfect moment of silence yeah. after he yep. says it before we're like, what? what? A totally just like unscripted, completely natural. Yeah, it was a frisbee. And we played cactus. <laughs> yeah, cactus. We played frisbee with. Let's cut to it really quick. Kyle, summer fun. Uh, the one thing I remember, I grew up in Arizona, um, so we had a pool. So that was the first thing I thought of was mm. pool noodles. But yeah. I mean, we kind of already got past that. Um, I would say exclusively to Arizona would be cactuses. I always thought were really fun because we had a cactus you in our backyard. Fun with cacti? Yeah. Uh, what I thought was specifically fun was just like pulling the needles out of them and then using them for like everyday objects. So we had this cactus that had like a really flat petal on it. So we take all the needles off of it and use it as a frisbee. What? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I hope you were thorough. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's just right to someone's jugular. <laughs> yeah, it and was. That was uh, the last time we saw. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of those things. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not the smartest idea we've ever had. Froth with cacti. (laughs) I've definitely never done that in Ohio, so I would say, yeah, that's an Arizonan. Arizonian? (laughs) There you go. It's more fun than what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say, like, we had so much fun sucking the moisture out of cactus in the summer. (laughs) I tell you what, if you were dying in the desert, you should just wrap your lips around a cactus. I'm sorry, Landis, I cut you off. Oh, I was going to ask the way you described that you had this flat cactus, it sounded like you kind of would use it as a frisbee and then you'd put it back. (laughs) (laughs) No, we usually just threw it away. Thanks, Mr. Cactus. (laughs) Thanks, Mr. Cactus. Here's that back. (laughs) Anything I can do to help, Kyle? (laughs) The giving cactus. (laughs) (laughs) Not this time, goddammit. I'll show those little brats. Oh, my goodness. I gotta say, the cactus is not something I expected to come up on the list. No, that's no, that was, uh, yeah, that was, oh my goodness, you brought 10 or 11 angle. years ago. He really has. <laughs> I appreciate Put it. his fingerprint right in this episode. I'm glad he's here. So there you have it, man. That was I love that. priceless. That I know. I, I could have picked something priceless. more, you know, incredible, but that really stuck with me. <laughs> One of my favorite things is having Jake uh, on the show now. Oh, the addition thanks, of Jake man. to the show has been... Huge. Jeff was awesome. It's on been the pretty show. big he for me as well. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Jake is delivering an element of humor that this show definitely uh, required, and I think is rubbing off on us, and vice versa. Well, the pleasure's all mine. But um, one of my favorite moments <laughs> with you on the show was during another summer-themed 
uh, episode oh, when Jesus. we were remembering our favorite summer songs. Oh, no. And uh, a guilty little pleasure of yours <laughs> came to surface. I'm just going to cut that in right here. Good. I, I got one that I'm not proud of, gentlemen. Let's hear but it. I'm going to share it with you because I trust you. Handsome. And, Jamie, I, I trust you for no particular reason. We've only Tell just met. girls like Katy Perry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Arguably not much better. There was a summer. Don't I, I, say Jimmy Buffett. God, don't say Jimmy oh, Buffett. Geez. Please don't say Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> you were going to say Jimmy Buffett. Oh, Sugared Paradise. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm just saying. Every now and then, I like to waste away in Margarita. No, uh, come on. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> when you're out on your deck getting day drunk on a Tuesday, there's really only one guy. I was even bashing to. Jimmy Buffett today at work. <sighs> this I'm so glad we're recording right now. This is like this. These are the moments this, this podcast is made. Did you guys see Club Dread? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like son of a son of a bitch. Wasn't that, wasn't that uh, Bill Paxton? It was. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, rest his soul. Yeah. <laughs> Play Margaritaville. <laughs> Goddamn Peter Kalanabar. Uh, I'm sorry I let you down, Jeremy. <laughs> On the contrary, you've made me the happiest I've been all fucking day. It's just so right for him. Oh. Wow. It's like the dude hating eagles. <laughs> I just had a spiritual moment. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Man. <laughs> it is what it is. I won't lie to you. That is one little, uh, I don't even want to call it a wound, but it's something that's just not healing, you know? Like, I, it's still as fresh as that it's first It's just the day. sound of summer fun to me. Starting to fester. Sometimes uh, I like to waste away again in Margaritaville. Uh-huh. Pina colada. More power that's to right. you. <laughs> I still haven't found my lost shaker of salt, you guys, but. Oh, never I understood hopes. that stupid song until yeah. I got older and I actually knew what Phoenix yeah. was. And, yeah. All right, Jack, we're back to you. Favorite uh, moment from the past 100? The guys from the UK that did the Image Comics Limbo. Oh, yeah, that was mm. a damn good book. Two yeah. parts Two parts of that one when they were talking. Uh, you were doing your the, the, the comic vault talking about uh, the Obi-Wan. Star Wars Obi Wan oh, yeah. excerpt, ex- excerpts, and they got on talking about how just how it was kind of stupid that Obi or Qui Gon showed up and he was a Force ghost and yeah nobody ever knew about it and they were just making jokes that Qui Gon was like ghosting people in the, <laughs> in the show just like Yoda Yoda but you know, play it right here and <laughs> okay that's the one thing that with with the prequels they set up it towards the end there's that really like kind of just rushed moment towards the end when Yoda's like hey you know what I've, I've just remembered something suddenly you can you can learn how to talk to ghosts quite oh. <laughs> and it's like it's like what like if this is something that's been established in the original movies why not establish it from day one in the first prequel that there are force ghosts why leave it till the very last movie to be like oh uh, should have told you this but I think Qui-Gon's like <laughs> like ghosting people in Tatooine right now like full on <laughs> spooking people there's people walking around and they've seen some you know some Qui-Gon looking dude spooking out people in cantinas doesn't he say Qui-Gon got in touch with him doesn't he say that Qui-Gon got in touch with him Yoda yeah. Was so that how he does it? I don't know. Like yeah. people I've just said that giving him a call on the on the ghost line just sort of, Yeah, 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 picking him up. Hey Yoda, 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 Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> 
just like just some guy just walking around just fixing up his speeder and you've just got I, I want to say Leslie Nielsen but that's clearly not Liam Nielsen just turning up to like I will find you like they're just, just <laughs> ghosting people in a, in just calling taken well they ended up just, going into that a little bit it makes bit no in the sense it just makes it just seems like a really bizarre concept so I, you know, I hope they cover that some yeah because I know they're doing Obi-Wan movies now right it's it's rumored, I think. Are they really? I haven't heard. Apparently, yeah. I'd be totally yeah, down for that. Because of a trilogy. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like a trilogy set between, um, yeah, between A New Hope and uh, and Return uh, Revenge of the Sith. So, like, if they could do that and have Obi Wan play, you know, like redeem himself as this character, possibly with a decent director, I'd be totally on board to see what he did. You know, if they followed a similar route to what you just said right and showed how Qui-Gon you know like how his ghost came into it because that's just I find that the whole thing completely baffling that you know there wasn't any force ghost before Qui-Gon decided that he knew how to do it somehow because he was the worst Jedi like literally just like just I'm gonna take some kid and they're like nah dude this guy's gonna kill everyone nah nah it's cool like I got this like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I suppose tangentially Qui-Gon does destroy the Jedi Order if yeah, he, yeah you're right yeah. he does if he just would've listened yeah then none of that stuff would've happened the movies have never been made that was such a uh, good episode I wish. What, do you remember what number that was off the top of your head you don't gotta go digging for it I was just curious it was 130 something 130 something and what a great book, that, again, that was, Limbo. I can't recommend it enough. Very uh, 80s, I want to say, like, hi-fi, neon yes. lights, yeah. VHS video store kind of feel to it. I love that aesthetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A sucker. And it that. works so well, yeah. so well. But good pick. Jake? Our holiday special with Doug Jones. Oh, my is God. something I don't think yeah. I'll ever forget. Like, for me, that was the really big moment where I realized, like, this cool thing it's just like something fun you do with your buddies. Like we have this access to people I'd never dreamed I would be able to talk to. You know, not right. like we're interviewing the fucking president or something. But but, but would Doug you want Jones, to at this point? Not necessarily. <laughs> I'd rather talk to Doug Jones, frankly. Exactly. So I'm happy. Yeah. Um, oh God, it's just so awesome. Such an unbelievably cool dude to talk to. And I remember. Yeah. I think it was you that brought up the question. It's like, Doug, what what makes you so cool? <laughs> why, why are you such a oh, generally yeah. nice dude? Yeah. And, you know, I, I've heard explanations like that from different people. It's like, oh, it's this, oh, it's that, oh, I was brought up. And you think to yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. But hearing Doug say it, I'm just like, yeah, hell yeah, Doug. Yeah. You're damn right. You know, I actually cut that out of the uh, episode when it finally aired. So I'll clip did it you? in here. I did. Just because I came off, when I went back and listened to it, I sounded stupid. I sounded so stupid, oh. and I uh, it just came off weird at first. So, uh, but I'll I'll cut it in sure right you here. Don't want me to... No, 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 no. I'll just cut in his response. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we personally have seen firsthand how you just you know radiate love and warmth and just happiness no matter where you go, and you don't find that. And people, you, you just, I, I, you're the only person I've ever met yeah, like you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is a good thing. Wonderful thing. And um, <clears throat> not only do people get to see the story of your life and career, but you see so many stories and testimonials of other people you've touched and made feel very special. And I'm just kind of curious, and maybe you don't even have an answer for this, but where do you attribute, what do you attribute that to? Where do, how do you achieve that? And where does it come from? Oh, gosh. 
Boy, that's the hardest question in the world to answer. Because first of all, I, I'm not supposed to be able to say, yeah, well, the light in me comes from... <laughs> I know. I, I realize that as I'm asking, but I have to ask anyway, because it's it's just something I'm so envious of. You know, I, I go out into the world with sometimes just a scowl on my face, and I think of Doug Jones. I think, how does that man do it? How does he do it? Yeah. Well, th- first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for having that impression of me and for thinking of me in that way. That that is that warms my heart. Um, I I think uh, uh, coming up as an insecure kid in the Midwest, uh, as I did, and being a very gawky, gangly, uh, oddball-looking uh, creature, um, I I've always been a very insecure person, and I think uh, I've always craved uh, attention and hugs from other people, and so in order to uh, get those hugs, I think you have to give them. So I think that's what I, so I just became that person who, uh, it, you know, it reaches out first and says, come here and we're going to, we're going to hug this out. Right. Um, and I, that, there's that. Uh, and the other thing that, that, that goes beyond me that is outside of my own power, uh, I do, I, like I said, I've grew up a, a Christian in a very, very church going household. My parents are very devout, um, and believing in a God that is bigger than me, that is stronger than me, that is wiser than me, that has the answers I don't have, and that, and that can share the love that I sometimes don't have, right? Uh, uh when I open up myself to, to channel uh, God's love through me, I, I suppose maybe, maybe that, that's why I want to leave people in better shape than I found them. And, 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 and I, the strength to do that comes from, from my belief in God, sure. You answered that beautifully. Mm-hmm. See, that didn't come off the least bit egotistical. Not at all. Bless you. Oh. If someone had asked me the same question, I'd just be like, well, you have to be born exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine being that cool. <laughs> I can't even imagine wanting to ask you that question, to oh, be honest. Yes. <laughs> That's fair, but still. You know Doug little. Jones, Jake. <laughs> I know. People often tell me that for some reason. I'm not sure. We love you, though. Oh, shit. Such a great episode, and... Um, it's so funny because I actually uh, was flipping through the episodes the other day and it came on. And it, like some of our past Christmas episodes have been so much fun. Like uh, the year before with Susie and uh, Miguel, mm-hmm. we talked mm-hmm. about our favorite gifts as a child. That yeah. was so much yeah. fun. And um, what was the year before? Do you remember? Was that Yvonne? It would have had to have been Yvonne yeah, it Craig. It was Yvonne, yes. And um, that was a very special episode uh, for me. I think all of us, but yeah. I. I that one always holds a special place, but this Doug Jones one really just kind of transcended being like in the scheme of things. And it's really just kind of, I think becoming like a cool little holiday special. Just yeah. that I'm going to have to start listening to every year. I, I going through that entire interview and I don't even want to call it an interview. Our conversation yeah. with Doug Jones, I swear I could like hear a fire crackling in the background. It just had that, yeah. you know, like, we you know, we weren't playing holiday. games. We weren't necessarily trying to be funny, though there is humor in it. We were just, all talking about what makes Christmas fantastic for all that of us. Just and awesome. It came it came out so good. Yeah. Can't recommend that enough. So uh check that out if you haven't listened to it yet. I mentioned Tom Snyder earlier. Yeah. Talk about another fantastic interview. <laughs> I wanna be careful when I say this, but it was very much uh his story is very much like Forrest Gump. Now, 
before anyone starts <laughs> laughing. I'm not saying he's like Let Forrest Gump. Let me preface Gump this by saying. Because he's like so uh, fucking intelligent and he's just, well-versed. He's a savvy dude. I feel like you could everything. put him in any situation and yeah. find a clever way to handle it. But just in the aspect of how, um, you know, in Forrest Gump, he met all these incredible people throughout his yeah. journey, did all these incredible things. And that's exactly how uh, that Tom Snyder episode was. Just the people like Steven Spielberg, like Holland <laughs> Oates. But the one that really stuck with me, I mentioned earlier, was that tie to the Beatles that knocked me on my ass because I'm a huge Beatles fan. I think uh, you guys probably are too. No oh, question. Yeah. Um, so just how out of left field that was and how cool it was. So I'll cl- uh, clip that in right here. Well, yeah. Imagine being 13 when the Beatles came out. Man, I. That's. <laughs> there have been so many times I wish I were, but then I always like remember Vietnam and stuff. Oh, like yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so. fun. I um, had sent. You know that record I told you we made? Yes. Uh, it was the name of the group. We, uh, we just called ourselves Toe Jam Football. And, um, oh, wow. But that was long before that album had come out. And um, we had sent it to Apple Records and got a, uh, a very nice letter back from Paul McCartney saying, you know, dear Tom, is very good, but, you know, I, you, wow, know, you it's, do that well. <laughs> it's not what we're looking for. And then a Come Together comes out, and all these radio stations that knew me were calling me and saying, listen to Come Together. He says, Toe Jam football right in the song. Are you kidding me? No. You're, yeah, you were behind it, that was, lyric. This was three years before that album had come out. And Lennon was just grabbing, you know, random phrasings. This is why you you're know. on an island in Maine looking, <laughs> yeah. at the, looking at the beautiful sunset sipping on your wine. Wow, would, that's incredible. Hand, I would call it luck. I, would call, I feel like the luckiest guy I've ever met. Mm, talent's got to be in there too. I, I don't. Think no, I, no. It, so. Apparently, I need to get some talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's incredible. I, I see what you mean by it being kind of like Forrest Gump, and that is, he's not necessarily a person who set out to meet all these big figures, right. but just his own unique path in life took him across the paths of so many other interesting yeah. people. You know? Right. And I, sh- I should have said earlier, uh, people who might not know the name Tom Snyder, he's the co-creator of uh, Dr. Katz, the TV show uh, that used to, uh, the cartoon rather, used to be on uh, Comedy Central. The years father back. of squiggle views. <clears throat> yes, yes, amongst many other things. The animation that made me feel itchy. <laughs> <laughs> I got the bugs. <laughs> Any other favorite moments, guys? Uh, when we were talking about MMORPGs with Jay Wright. Ooh, I don't remember. Refresh Just the, me. the conversation, because we're all based on nostalgia anyway, and sometimes the stories really take us back, or we get enthralled. Like there's one thing that you said with the whole story of when Jake was playing Eve. Oh yeah. <gasps> and then there, yeah, he yeah. was talking yes. about that whole that person, the that heist, and, and yeah, that they were building a whole army and I actually was... taking over, and you're just like. I feel like I'm a little kid sitting here with my legs <laughs> crossed, sitting there just like, tell me more. Yeah, because it was incredible. It's yeah. mind-blowing. Just how the, big I that forgot game about actually, that. Yeah. I'm going to cut that in here because that was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the same thing that happened to me. I got into this um, spaceship piloting MMO called EVE mm, online. I've tried it. Which mm. is, it's, it's like Microsoft Excel, the MMO. It's just readouts and charts <laughs> and graphs. I mean, to figure out 
if you're able to hit an enemy with your ship's turreted weapons, it doesn't give you some readout like, oh yeah, you're within range. You need to know the effective and fall-off ranges of your gun. You wow. need to know the tracking speed in, like, radii per second. You need to know the rate the enemy ship is moving as well as its angular velocity, and you've got to match that sum against the tracking speed of your turret to even realize if you're going to be able to track it far enough to zero in for a shot. And for some reason, all of that nightmare number crunching just blew my mind, and I played it for, like, six months straight. Wow. Something about it. It was, And I'm not going to say Jeez. it was a good game, but it was formulated in some crack-like addictive way that just really got to me. When I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's when you master something as technical right, as that. Right. It's so satisfying. It's like such a badass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard a story recently about EVE. Um, I mean, I understand that it's, like, extremely hardcore. They have their own economy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that there was a... Uh, a group of uh, gamers that got together and they formed their own like clan or whatever, and they be, they they got really powerful and they started bringing in these other clans and these other clans and they just became like this huge government that basically rules. E. Yeah, dude, you're absolutely right. They're called Goon Swarm. Yeah, and they became I, I, such a such a weird anomaly that I actually did a for a uh, for a, an English class I was taking. I did a report on them when we were talking about like tyrants and despots and how things like that take over i'm just like right. Goon swarm dude <laughs> wow that's yeah. pretty neat and there's there's the the story i was reading was there's a player that started a casino in game and he became extremely rich with in-game currency because he ran this casino and everybody went there to gamble and um i guess apparently he was talking with some other players that were, you know, longtime players and asking them, like, what would it take to topple this this regime? And they were like, it's impossible. You can't do it. Uh, and they, you know, they were talking about these other players that would go in and then they would join them and then try and, like, steal from the, from them and they would be hunted down, like, constantly. They would not be able to play the game with that character anymore because they were constantly hunted. So that casino owner, he said, no, 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 no. How much money do you think it would take to fund a war against this regime? And they they went and they took a couple days and they cracked they they you know looked at the numbers and they came back with a number and apparently he's funding a war which I think is still on. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. No kidding. Yeah. 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 And I've heard uh, there's a rumor that that player that's funding the war that owns the casino is actually Lenny Kravitz. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I hope the world is that incredible. Oh my god! I hope that's true, and we live in such a magical time <laughs> when something like this can happen. That just sounds like something straight out of South Park. See, like, <laughs> and it's it's the fact that stuff like that can happen on this game that just really blows your mind. Yeah. Like, That's incredible. That I, I didn't know anything like that could happen. Yeah, I yeah. I actually, was happening. I recall a story about someone, the biggest ships in the game are called Titans, and they're about the size of space. They're like the size of moons. They're absurd. And it'll take you months and months, if not years, to build one of these things, gather the resources, mining, crafting, yada, yada. Not to mention, like, building up the skills to fly one. And this dude, who was, at, I think he was the top of the chain in Goon Swarm, he commissioned two Titans to be built brought every member of his fleet in to work on them, personally jumped into one, flew it into deep space, and set the other one to self-destruct. 
and he was like never seen again until he came back with some new armada of pirates to take back everything he had before. It's insane. It makes me almost want to try to play it, but I know, I know there's but it's no like way you'll never reach that point. That's why I had to yeah. stop playing. It's like you can only look at these things from the outside, you know. Wow. Are there things about this on YouTube? And oh, all over the place, man. Yeah. It's oh, it's man. worth researching. And what this is a PC game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit's crazy. Balls. A Mac owner, God. Uh, there you go. Man, I, I was on the edge of my seat. Nuts. I don't have anything <laughs> yeah. to say now. You, you got to read up on it, dude. Wow. It's, oh, you burn Man. a whole evening researching that stuff. You guys have any other stories? I'm just like sitting <laughs> on the floor here, like Indian style, with my chin in my hands. Like, tell me another one. There, they're all. Man, that sounds intense. Yeah. And, and the reason this this faction that um, that Jay was talking about were able to come into power is because instead of recruiting 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 the best players with the best ships and the most resources, what they do is they trick all the new players into saying like, oh yeah, if you follow us and you go out to this region of deep space where there's no security and fight this enemy, we'll give you such and such money, or you'll be part owner of this spaceship, or you can invest in the corporation, and they get these fleets of like newbie ships which would chip away at these big expensive ones, you know, death of a thousand cuts, and they'd get completely swept away. No one would survive. Just fodder and But yeah, since they were losing essentially nothing, they had these grinding wars of attrition where they could beat the most well-equipped factions. And it's crazy what a parallel that is of, like, you know, you get, like, modern extremism where they're kidnapping kids and telling them, hey, there's candy at the end of this missile launcher, you know, and just (laughs) sending all these innocent people out to fight for them. It's like, it's... It's weird. It's like planet Earth miniaturized and and condensed, and you picked out all the people with a conscience. It's just a world of (laughs) bastards at war with each other. Man, I've never been so, like, sold on something. I want to play this shit. (laughs) Wow. Makes me wish I kept it on my computer. I'd get on there, and I'd, I'd go through the tutorial, pretty much get on my ship, go out into space and it would give you kind of a tutorial alright this is how you jump to here and then you go over here look there's some pirates over there and that, after a few minutes I'm like uh I gotta push F <laughs> and okay uh, yeah, I'm gonna log out for a little while yeah, yeah. and then never do and I think I would, I'm gonna go play baseball or something <laughs> it's one of those things I would get in front of me be excited about and like like you're saying I just get too overwhelmed too mm-hmm. fast I like to get into my game right now but it's definitely something I lo- would love to read on, and definitely I'm going to spend time researching a fictional <laughs> war than I, I should actually be researching real wars. You know, oh, it's crazy. They've got free trials and stuff. I mean, they all have free trials, yeah. but uh, it's nuts. It's like a heroin dealer here. Well, you know, uh, I can. Uh, I ain't you saying you should play it enough. <laughs> oh man, where are we at? 17 minutes. Man, that was good. It's, that it's was good. Nuts. Yeah, it was. I'm percolating here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, any other moments, guys? I'm kind of, I think I'm at my end. Oh, oh my God. How could I forget? You had originally mentioned this one. Our dear friend, Bob Sally. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having <laughs> Bob Sally, the uh, creator of the uh, Salvagers comic series on the show. And every time he's on... Have we had him on more than those two times? There was once, maybe maybe twice before the Where first we just time. had him on like a normal guest. Yeah. But somewhere along the... I think it was, we had him on for the first time after introducing the uh, Retro Roundtable and we chose TV theme songs. Mm-hmm. What a trooper. And He's just he is. going along with it. And the segment just morphed into just being TV theme song karaoke. <laughs> oh my God. It's so 
Bond. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to clip in one of those songs right here. Okay. I think we mentioned this one last time. I don't think we uh, sung it, though. But everyone's going to know it, I think. So go ahead and just sing right along with me, okay? Mm-hmm. What you got? Look at what's happening to me. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it myself. Suddenly I am on top of the world. Suddenly somebody else. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I I could be so free. Okay, now who remembers um, George's answering machine from Seinfeld? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Believe it or not, George. <laughs> yes. Okay. Please leave a message at the beat. <laughs> I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. It seems like it hasn't been that long since I saw that episode. Yeah, it was. God, I miss that show sometimes. Such a great show. Little things that they could do in that show, and they would stick with you forever, like... Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> all, like just the little subtleties that they would do. Um, but, hello! Hello! Uh, la, la, la. <laughs> thing about these things so awesome. is we are so... At least in these recordings, we're tone deaf as fuck. <laughs> Tempo deaf too, pretty much. Yes, that's a thing. And the reason being is because when we record these things, we, we're not listening to a metronome or the original one. We're just going at it from memory, and then I sync that to the original. That's why it's so out of key because we can actually hold a key if we try to sing. So um, yeah, that was just a fucking blast. I'll never forget that. That was two episodes, too, that we got to yeah, do that, so that was even more fun. And Bob had mentioned that um, next time he's in the area, he'd like to come by. So mm-hmm. I think when we have him in the studio, we're going to do number three. No, we have and I'm to. actually going to like get a karaoke machine and <laughs> oh, geez. like really set it up. It's going to be fucking fun. It's going to be fun. Come in. So I can't fucking wait. I just I have to get a hold of him and be like, when you coming to Ohio again, Bob? Come on. <laughs> All right, but I think that'll do it for our favorite so. moments uh, from our past 100 episodes. I uh, strongly encourage you guys to go back and listen to it. I, I, I don't want to sound too egotistical, but there's a lot of great uh, yeah. moments uh, through our catalog there. Absolutely. There's some also, also some not-so-great ones well, that happens. You, get your <laughs> highs you can't win them all, but uh, yeah, I recommend going and listen to some of those episodes. You're go- really going to enjoy them. My favorite episode by far is where we introduce T-shirts. Oh, who could forget T-shirts? Yeah, it's like our crowning achievements, our Citizen Kane. That's that's right. Society6.com forward slash canned air pod, where you can get an array of different colors with your uh, can- with the canned air logo on it. That URL is your personal gateway to greatness and social success. Mm-hmm. Dress for success. It's that easy. Sleep for success with pillows. Be what? our walking billboard at your expense. <laughs> At the beach, what would you dry off after you get out of the pool? Uh, your towel. favorite podcast, that's what. Are you, you sick will be of pissing excellence by the time we're done? <laughs> Are you sick of taking showers and just the water going all over the floor? Like what a just nightmare. spraying all over the bathroom? You think they could design some sort of barrier, some kind of 
curtain of sorts. I hate when oh, I get out boy. of the shower and I put my clothes on immediately. <laughs> my clothes are soaking wet. There's bath towels. If only there was some something to intervene in the middle there to take care of that problem. Oh, yeah. Candare saves the day. Candare is here for you. Shower curtains, bath towels, fucking floor pillows, <laughs> shower mats, bath shower mats. mats. We had to look up what a floor pillow was. <laughs> We're selling it before we even understood it. We we got yogurt from Spaceballs to uh, do our merchandising yeah, line. That's what it was. <laughs> Um, but yeah, society6.com forward slash CandarePod. There are some awesome t-shirts on there, uh, mugs, clocks, all kinds of cool stuff you can get. If, if you, you know, that other stuff's discounted if you want to. No pressure on the shower curtains or anything. <laughs> t-shirt's a must, definitely. T-shirt is a must. Tell them, order. tell them who you're listening to with a t-shirt, right? It's Candair. It's Candair. Society6.com forward slash Canned Air Pod. And with that, let's just jump into a classic oh Ask day. I'm nervous. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Ask Dave. What do you think of clowns? Oh, I don't like them, Jeremy. <laughs> you don't like clowns? No. Why is that? Well, I do like them, but I don't want like a picture or something like that. <laughs> And you know what? In that movie, It, I remember seeing a part of that, and there was these clowns, man, and I said, I'll never fucking, no more clowns in my life, out. No way. You know, why do, why do people put pictures of clowns on their wall? Well, obviously, they're not very fucking funny, because if they got to put a clown on their wall to make them laugh, then they're fucking <laughs> <laughs> I've never found clowns funny. No. They kind of... Like annoying fuckers, you know. Yeah, you know. I know how to laugh. Let's get the hell out of the fucking way. You're not fucking, man. This has been asked Dave. If you have a question for Dave, go to CandidatePodcast.com and send him a question. You know, I'm in 100% agreement with Dave. Clowns are creepy. I don't want. I don't trust people that have pictures of clowns on their walls or anything. I don't. Is that still in? Maybe that's something I just remember from my. No, there's still people. Well, what pictures of clowns? Well, you've seen like people who've got pictures of sad clowns on their. I don't know why I think that. I don't re- recall ever seeing that. You but. know, I know someone whose father is a, a professional clown. There's like a clowning academy and/or guild. Oh yeah. Membership. Clown college. So, yeah, there's a clown college. And uh, he's a real piece of shit, so I'm pretty sure all clowns are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, <laughs> folks. And now joining us to talk about their Kickstarter running till September 13th, uh, Shadow Play number one, we have Richard Rivera and Alex Lobato. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey, how's it going, guys? It is great to have you back for our 200th episode. You guys have both been on the show before. Alex, I think it, you haven't times. been on in that, within this past 100 no, no, it's been a while, guys, but it's good to be back. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I think it was like 73 was the last time he was on. Was it really? It's a long time ago. Well, he doesn't oh, even wow. know Jake. I know. Oh, Alex. That's Jake, a good point. Jake, Alex. Hi, Alex. I'm Jake. Hey, Jake. <laughs> good to meet you. Good to meet you too, Jake. <laughs> Jake came on in episode 109. That's true. Yeah. Ooh. Now, here we are at 200. And everyone knows uh, the more episodes the show has, the better it is. So we're nearly twice as good as when I first showed up. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. 
Hey there, loyal listeners. Sorry for the interruption, but I had to cut in really quick to say I'm totally wrong. Alex has been on the show in the past 100 episodes. He was on episode 111 where we talked about our favorite arcade games. And guess what? Jake was totally there for that. So they have indeed met. So, you know, when you do a lot of these episodes, you you tend to forget things. It all kind of runs together. So uh, my apologies to uh, Alex for that. But anyway, back to the episode. So how have you guys been? Uh, I know you guys uh, have your own projects aside from uh, Shadowplay. What's new with you guys? Well, um, I got picked up by Scout Comics as far as Stabity Bunny did. Nice. And uh, Scout Comic will will be uh, putting out the direct market editions of Stabity Bunny starting in 2018. We don't have an exact date yet, but uh, really looking forward to... Uh, having some distribution there and getting the word out. So we're excited about that. Congrats. Um, That's amazing. Thank you very much. As I think, you know, Alex has, has also hung around a number of the scout folks and they're just quality people. Very happy to be there. Yeah. Great guys. Great guys. Of course, we've got our other thing we'll be talking about soon. (laughs) Uh, And Alex, you've got uh, some stuff going on too, right? Yeah, um, actually, uh, I believe last time we spoke, um, I was creating with Marcelo Bravo uh, a new new idea, a new banner uh, called Gateway Comics. And, and in Gateway Comics, uh, of course, we have Max Hunter, which is our first comic book that we released, uh, full trade paperback with all three issues. Um, and then um, we just recently uh, released Redux by Proxy, which is in the same city as, right. Ga- <laughs> as Max Hunter. Uh, we finally, it was a long road, um, but we finally got it released and printed. And uh, it's been doing well so far. Richard and I, we went to San Diego Comic-Con and it was released there for the first time. That was the first time we were there. And it was, I mean, we could we could have a whole podcast on how crazy and yet awesome San Diego was. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and uh, it, it, so Redux came out. It's printed. Um, Marcelo is is working hard on finishing Gargoyle Girl, which came out with Redux in our Kickstarter uh, a while back, a long time ago, seven, episode 73. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and we're coming out with a, another book called Kaigo 9, which I won't talk too much about because uh, it's still in the writing stage. But it's going to be our first manga release. Um, oh, wow. You know, anime manga style. Yeah. Now, that'll be cool. And hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will. We've, we've seen Max Hunter. And uh, we saw actually the response to Max Hunter at the uh, convention that uh, Richard and uh, Wayne Hall came up to help us with. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. Again, huge thanks to you, uh, Richard, and to Wayne. That was just above and beyond of you guys to Those do. Those were good I, times. I, that often creeps into my mind, like, damn, that was like such a great gesture. So thank you again for that. But um, but yeah, uh, Max Hunter, I, I remember uh, being a hit with a lot of the people that visited the table. Sold quite a bit. Yeah, as we I did. Recall, yeah. I'll have to look in the, the box in the closet there. If there's any left, maybe as part of the 200, we could, uh, like... I don't like, think we have any more. We didn't have any more. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, uh, and you look in the box because if you've got old Stabity Bunny ones, especially if you have the bloody smiley face cover, that just went on uh, a very fine, not signed copy, just sold for thirty-six bucks on eBay. Holy and, shit! Uh, yeah, that's big time, man. That's big time. <laughs> that is big time. <laughs> that's what it's like at the top. We, we were there on the ground floor. Candare <laughs> <Kandara> was there. <laughs> No, it was, it's a great but, book. 
we we um I, I have a bunch of books if you want to give out any prizes for this 200 episode i'll be glad to send them over um if you guys want to do that i don't know okay As a matter yeah. of fact we were going to uh we were going to offer any uh canned air listeners uh we'll get into the kickstarter but we're going to go ahead and just throw this out there out of order first um <laughs> but uh we've got uh as long as it's a you know a physical copy, not not digital pledge, but any physical copy pledge that's getting you the book, uh, we have a number of different levels of that. But uh, if you are hearing about us through Canned Air and you want to let let us know that, you can either put Max Hunter or Stabity Bunny. It's not a competition, but you put either one of those, and uh, and and you'll get the number one first printings of one of those books for free. Look hey. at that. Hey. Look at that. Another awesome gesture. Mm-hmm. That's cool as shit. Thank you so much. <laughs> sure. And uh, I hope the listeners take advantage of that for sure. Do it, people. I don't want to have to tweet about this for the next three weeks. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's a no-brainer. <laughs> do you or do you not want cool things? All right. Well, let's stop dancing around the uh, obvious reason. You guys are here. Shadow Play number one on September, or excuse me, running on Kickstarter until September 13th. Tell the listeners about Woo! Shadow Play. Yeah, it looked awesome from what we've yeah, seen. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to hit them with the uh, the pitch there, Alex, or attempt to? <laughs> uh, go at it, man. You're the pitch man. He's the, Richard is the pitch man, by the way. He's the definite oh. pitch man. Oh, you don't have to tell us. Yeah. We know. <laughs> we know. He's good at what he does. But uh, we, we were still working on this one, so that's why I, I volunteered, because as I stumble and fall... You guys will understand. It's always it's good to be with friends, you know. It um, is. But uh, shadow play uh, involves uh, two high school students, two ninth graders that become friends, and they soon discover that their pasts are kind of mysteriously linked. Uh, one is a uh, sculptor, and the other is a painter, and that's where they meet. Is at the uh, the horrors of the ninth grade art show in high school. Mm-hmm. But uh, they meet and they become closer. And they find out later that in a handwritten journal, um, a lot of the things that they have sculpted and painted individually are actually in this ancient handwritten journal. Well, from there, we have uh, kind of a magical mishap. And Bard, uh, Bard and Joy are the names of the two main characters. Bard loses his shadow. And he has to go into the shadow realm with Joy to find it because if he doesn't, He's going to die the very next morning. Now, the good thing is you have one night, but in the Shadow Realm, one night is 30 days. Oh, so wow. they're going to, without any preparation, they're going into this other dimension where our shadows are actual beings. And they're going to try to find out what happened to his shadow before they both expire. That sounds really freaking no cool. No pressure, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, it looked, uh, what, we, what we saw looked, or at least to me, reminded me very much of like a gener- journey to the center of the earth kind of feel to it. You know, all those deep cavernous uh, looking kind places, like, a know, big monster. The other world, yeah. that idea of, of <laughs> an entire ecology that's just like separated by a, a layer of stone or... Yeah, and you perception. can really like kind of peel back the so many different layers of inspiration. At least what I think might have inspired this. Where did the idea for this come from? Alex originally had the idea of a boy who loses his shadow, and 
he made the mistake of mentioning it to me, and then we both talked, <laughs> and uh, the next thing you know... <laughs> How can you deem we that were, a mistake uh, when you have a book that's going to be published here in 2018? doesn't seem like a mistake to me. Uh, it, 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 it went from an idea to this like amazing huge project huge project um we're we're you know we we have issue one but we're already uh, in in drawing wise um we're already like issue 63 in uh not issue sorry uh, uh page 63 in and we're I was gonna say good lord <laughs> that is impressive we're hitting the books we're hitting the books yeah um <laughs> You know, we have great confidence in this. We've already done it. Did you tap into a reality where you already had it done now, and published? Yeah. Now they're they're one page one page issues. That's how we get the sixty three. Oh, there you go. There, but. More for your money. It's turned into this this huge adventure where where it was like small in my mind. Richard <laughs> blew it up to this huge thing, which is awesome. You know, we're. We're really having fun with it, to be honest with you. It's it's been a great project so far. And who better to blow it up into a big thing? It's gonna it's gonna be awesome, and from what we've seen, it's gonna be a success. Absolutely. Um, so you had already mentioned uh, the little Candare bump to backers, <laughs> but uh, what can backers expect uh, to get? Well, we've got a few things, um, and and first of all, because sometimes we get caught up in the excitement and we forget. A shout out to our artist, Clara Meath. Uh, Clara, it, she just graduated last year, a valedictorian of SCAD. She's the first sequential arts major to be valedictorian. And she's certainly, uh, every, every day and every page shows us why. She's fantastic and we couldn't be happier to be, than to be working with her. We've got, of course, the digital option, which is, um, $5, you get the 26-page first issue. Um, the next level up from that is, and, and I want to mention, first of all, on all of these levels where we're, we're doing the mailing, a lot of times Great Britain is kind of left out of the loop, out of the loop you know? I mean, it costs so much to th send things there, right. but I've been, this is uh, coming up my third trip to London this year, and since I can take them there, we're offering really really reasonable uh shipping rates it's uh three dollars for like single issue ones and for the deluxe three issue metal cards etc we'll get there uh it's only five dollars so we really want to uh to get the word out there because i mean i know a lot of times you know mailing one issue to great britain can be 20 bucks <laughs> but um Jeez. yeah <laughs> so we've got We've got that, then we've got the first issue, which is going to be 26 pages of story with a couple of extra pages thrown in. Um, that issue is going to be 15, but that includes the postage and handling. And uh, if you guys ever received anything I've mailed, it's like crazy overboard. I mean, the postman can stomp on it, and as long as he doesn't hold it underwater for longer than 30 seconds, it'll be fine. It's pristine. But, uh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm a collector. I hate to... <laughs> one of my pet peeves is getting a, a hard-fought-for uh, Kickstarter issue and having it look like tinfoil when it gets in my hands. Yeah. But um, the, the next level is a $20 level, and that is for the... At San Diego, we had a black-and-white uh, San Diego Con exclusive 
It was very limited, the print run, and we've taken the ones that were left over that we still haven't sold, and we're going to put those in the Kickstarter as a bonus there that you can only get through the Kickstarter, um, and that's at the $20 level. Then if you go to the $40 level, you get the color print, uh, color printing that, you know, the first edition we're doing for the Kickstarter, the black and white that we did for the San Diego Con exclusive, an official exclusive, by the way, it was on the list and people were coming by and because, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but like San Diego, you don't just raise your hand and say, hey, we're gonna do an exclusive, all right, and they're like, sure, whatever. Um, which is how they do it in every convention. Other right. Than yeah. <laughs> but, but San Diego is not that way. Alex, uh, Alex, uh, in, in our typical style, you know, as far as like last minute, oh my gosh, we got to get this here. We got to get this approved. We got to get this ship. Alex managed to get to get uh, both that and uh, Redux by proxy. We had exclusives that were had the official uh, San Diego Con 2017 logo on it. Oh, cool. Now, if you go to a forty dollar level, you get both of those printings and you also get five um, metal uh, playing card size art cards oh, that's and neat. those things are nice I've got a Max Hunter one and the thing's sweet do you? Mm-hmm. I love the metal cards man yeah. I love yeah. those metal yeah. cards <laughs> now we got one more level the $75 level where not only do you get the color copy. Not only do you get the San Diego 2017 exclusive convention variant, but you also get the five metal cards, but you also get... Uh, you guys are probably sitting down. This is a long... long I'm on the edge of my break. fucking seat, buddy. I can't wait. There, there's going to be a book, and we're going to call it Shadow Play Origins. It will have the first 26 pages, but it will also have an additional... 22 pages of content that's going to be uh, character sketches, background pieces, and also the first six pages of issue number two. And that's only going to be up to 50 copies. And for a limited time, a piece of my soul. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing it in there. Wow. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm telling Erica. (laughs) Make a fine addition to my collection. <laughs> That's a lot of good, uh, cool stuff for backers. Uh, I think I might have to get on there and oh, yeah. maybe yeah. do some backing myself. So after uh, this is successfully backed, uh, how soon do you uh, guys anticipate copies will be in uh, supporters' hands? It ends in September. Everything except for that Shadow Play Origins book, which might take us a little bit longer, mm-hmm. should actually be in, in their hands within, well, by in October. So, oh wow, uh, that's nice. Turn yeah, out. we're not talking about you know four months or a year or whatever. It's, it should be October. Now, the Shadowplay Origins book probably will take us another month or so just to make sure that's perfect. So November, but it will be this year, no matter what. That's freaking some of those rewards. You have plenty of reading to wait up until then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the turnaround is just a little bit more than standard shipping. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen a Kickstarter with that quick a turnaround. That's uh, amazing. Kickstarter, and, you think like you know, two months late is still a year early if you look at the standards. Uh, yeah. so to get it something that it's fast. the truth, though. It's, yeah, it's the, yeah. it's the god's honest truth. Yeah, that's incredible. So that's even more incentive. Cool uh, backing prizes. 
and in your hands with about a month. Yeah. You can't beat that. More like making a purchase than backing a project. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It really is. So, again, to our listeners, Shadow Play, number one on Kickstarter. You can just go to Kickstarter and type in Shadow Play, uh, or you can go to our website, follow the links. Jake's going to be tweeting his little heart out. No, not this time. Oh, no, you will be. Oh, okay. <laughs> my mistake. <laughs> A piece of his soul, man. A piece of his soul. <laughs> but we, any delays is you know, expected uh, with my soul being extracted, but I already contacted the people of Preacher, and they'll have a guy uh, to me uh, anytime to to get a piece of that. Uh, I mean, you want someone with a license, you know, someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Are. Exactly. These are people who plan ahead. Back alley soul extractions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he foresaw this happening. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much again for being on the show, and um, the best of luck to you. Congrats to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, thank you, man. Thank you. It's so good to be on your show again. I, I really miss you guys. Um, you guys are the best. Oh, geez. man. For that is true. 500, I want to book it now. For, ish, uh, for episode 500, I want to be there. If it happens, you're there, buddy. Yeah. If we, if 100 years, Candare. Candare.com. Yeah. I can't, I can't. I'll probably be hanging in that booth over there. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, again, so five hundred suicide special. <laughs> Jeremy's farewell. Going out with a bang or a hang, rather. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. I always love having those guys on the show. They're love both, it. <laughs> they're both fantastic comic Couple artists. Of good lads, yeah. And uh, yeah, again, you should strongly uh, support this Kickstarter. Shadow Play number one going till September thirteenth on Kickstarter. And uh, something we talked about the, uh, with these guys off air is that uh, we're going to be go- doing a contest. Did we talk about it in the interview or just off air? It was off. Off. Okay. So what the contest is? We have some uh, a couple. What is that? A trade of a Max trade. Hunter. We have two trades of Max Hunter and some issues number one and two of Stabity Bunny. And um, based on Shadow Play, what the contest is is get on uh, our social media at Candarepod Can- and Pod. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's out of sequence. I can't think about it. Like I've memorized the spiel, but not the yeah. Find us at Can. Damn it! On Twitter at Candarepod. Pod. Instagram uh, is Canned underscore Air. There it is. Either of these formats will do. And uh, what the contest is, is just take a picture of a cool-looking shadow. G-rated, of course. We don't want to see shadows of your boobies or your dick and balls or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, just take the coolest shadow pick you can uh, take. And what should they hashtag? What what do they call that? Bat signaling? Where you, like... The no. shadow picture of your junk. No, no, we're not going to be doing that. <laughs> no city, bat signaling people. You will be me. disqualified. But hashtag your cool shadow pics. Um, can shadow? I don't know. Help me here. How about... Uh, uh, die, die, die. There you have it. Hashtag die, die, die. shatter play. No, too complicated. <laughs> Just can shadow. Fuck it. Can yeah, shadow. Can shadow. That's yeah. what it is. Wait, can or canid? Canada. Canada C A N N E D Shadow. Maybe, should we just dumb it down? No, you got me thinking. Maybe we should just go with Can Shadow. Can Chad. That sounds weird. <laughs> sounds like Ka-chad. something you need penicillin to get. Chad. All right, Canned Shadow. Yes. We're sticking with it. Hashtag Can Shadow. Shadow. Follow us and uh, uh, tag us at Canned AirPod. And send us money. 
and send us money and your firstborns. All right. And with that, let's just cut over to another classic episode of Ask Dave. Oh, no, I just started, but now it's time for Ask Dave. What would you do if you were the last person on Earth? I'd try to find somebody to have sex with so we could have, <laughs> so that we the, the the human race wouldn't die off. And I'm not talking an animal. I'm talking a woman. You know what I mean? But you're the last person. There's no other people. It's just you. Oh. Well. Then I hope that somebody from the other planets would come down and we could do something because I don't want me to be the last person on earth. That would be a disgrace. This has been Ask Dave. If you have a question that you would like to ask Dave, send them to canairpodcast at gmail.com or tweet them to canairpod. All right, so another classic Ask Dave. Dave was a neighbor uh, I used to have at my old residence, and, uh, boy, we used to have a lot of fun hanging out, and <laughs> some of our conversations were pretty fun, so we had to get a microphone in front of that guy. And He's a good old boy. He is. He's a hell of a good guy. <laughs> and we had him on some of our early episodes a few times. He was on our, yeah, uh, like, was. the 2013 year-end review or some yep. shit, me, you, and Dave. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. I forget about that. I totally forgot about that one. I did, too. That was fun. Sadly, Dave will be serving consecutive life sentences for stealing corn. <laughs> right. He'll no longer be able to join our show. Oh, um, that's not true. If, if, the, if the demand came back, I would make questions, and I would drive to him and uh, record some stuff. Because <laughs> I had so much fun doing them, and I think they're uh, fun to listen to. But oh, sure. Maybe that's just because I know him. But, all right. <clears throat> With all that behind us. It's time to get to our game, gentlemen. And I really didn't uh, think ahead to think of a prize for this game. So it's just if you win, you win. Okay? I want to win. If you lose, then you're a loser. I don't want to lose. Loser. <laughs> All right, so here. you're familiar with the game Street Smarts. Yep. For those I of, remember it. I just have to... Yeah, I remember it. For those of you who aren't familiar... Accessing memory. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who aren't familiar, Street Smarts was a game that was uh, like a... It was on at night. I, it was late night. Like game, on the yeah. WB when the WB was fairly new. Like around Cheaters. Cheaters, <laughs> yes. And Blind Date. Yeah. And um, uh, what was that other one? What was the other one? With, uh, the Pruder film. No, there was two couples that they go on their own dates and decide if they want to stay together at the end of the episode. I don't remember what it was called. Anyway. That sounds sad and awful. Yeah. Well, Street Smarts would come on in the midst of this. And what it was was uh, Frank Nicotero was his name, was the host. He'd go out on the street and ask uh, three people all the same questions. And then the two contestants in the studio would have to guess whether or not they got it right, got it wrong, yada, yada. So, that's exactly what we are going to do here today. I am excited. I want to see who these guests are. (laughs) Now, uh, a couple of these guests are from Candare's past, and also in (laughs) celebrating um, uh, these last 200 episodes. So let me grab a coin here, and we'll have you guys... Well, actually, let's just do the introductions first, and then we'll have you flip to see who goes first, okay? All right, intro number one. All right, what's your name? Uh, this is uh, James Kane. What are you into, James? Uh, I'm really into uh, video games. I, uh, that's my main hobby. I like playing all kinds of sports and um, 
definitely shooters, like tactical shooters, like Rainbow Six Siege and such. Hell's to um, ass on. <laughs> uh, I like watching sports. Sports, uh, hockey is my number one sport I love to watch, and I like reading, I guess. All righty, all right, very good. So that's contestant number one, James. This is a gentleman I work with, became fast friends with. So, uh, yeah, so that's your uh, first contestant. Or I guess you guys are the contestants. I don't know what you call them. Your first first, um, answer E. Proxy answerer. There you go. Yeah, there you are. So uh, here is number two. All right, what's your name? My name is Kyle Pryor. (laughs) Tell us about yourself, Kyle. Uh, I am 20 years old, and I really enjoy playing video games. I always have. And ever since I met you guys, I started getting more into comics. Very good. That's always good to hear. <laughs> I see you brought your own uh, comic with you today. That's I awesome. Did. Yeah, nice. it's awesome. Just waiting for something out of left field. It's like, uh, yeah. hi, my name is Zing Kong. I am a circus <laughs> tumbler. I enjoy mangoes. I know somebody with the name Kong. Really? I do. I should have had him do one of these. Oh, How perfect it would have been. <laughs> All right, and for the uh, third answeree. Go ahead and tell us about yourself. Hey, what's up? Uh, I am Spanish. I am the co-host of the Game <laughs> Fix podcast. You can hear us every Monday night. Uh, we, we go live on our Twitch accounts, twitch.tv slash Game Fix. Uh, we talk video games. It's, it's very, very video game heavy. We love it. We play all video games, uh, and we uh, try to talk about most of that we can talk about. And it's a good show. I can vouch for it. I appreciate that. <laughs> so each correct answer is going to land you 100 points, and whoever has the most points cool. at the end obviously wins. So the first category we're going to do is who knew it? And um, there are three questions in this category. So the first one is what month of the year was Star Wars released? So you guys have to pick from these three who knew it. Who would like to go first, or should we flip a coin? We do a little rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Do it. One, two, three. One, oh two, God. three. Come on. Oh, there yeah, we go. Okay. Me. Jack, who do you think knew it? James. James? Yeah. All right. And you? Am I allowed to choose the same contestant? You are. Okay, then I, I'm definitely going with James on this one. No why, offense to Why do you guys choose James? I, he strikes me as the sort who has this kind of semantic memory for, like, dates and stuff relating to geekery. Okay. I got better. Spanish doesn't know anything about Star Wars, and Kyle is probably too young to know. Okay. In all fairness, James said he was 22. He and Kyle are the exact same age. So Kyle's 20. You got your, your answers are locked in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I still feel confident. Before we start this, should if a wrong answer be a negative 100, or is it just... Oh, let's just do... Okay. Yeah, we're all friends. You consider me a friend? I did. Man, now I'm one touched. <laughs> touched. All right. So let's hear what James had to say. What month of the year was Star Wars released in 1977? Oh, damn. May. Yes. Damn, son, you are yes. good. That is correct. May the fourth be with you, man. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. Are you going to play theirs, too? Their answers? Uh, you, uh, do you want to hear? you want to hear them? Yeah. Who do you want to hear first? Uh, go to Kyle. Let's hear what Kyle had to say. What month of the year was Star Wars released? Well, I've got a 1 in 12 chance. Let's go... Think about it. September. Uh. May the 4th be with you. Oh, I guess that makes sense. I I thought that was just a thing. Classic Kyle. Classic Kyle. Kill. All right. I'm going to... I'll splice in some of these other ones at the end of the episode when it's all finished. 
Because if we listen to all of them, we're going to be here a while. <laughs> all right. So that's 100 points for each of hey, you. Hey, we're one yeah. for one. Look at us. Maybe we can both end this as friends. So you try to sway us with the, <laughs> the age thing. No, I just, you said, well, Kyle's 20. So after that dude just said he was 20, I just wanted you to. Oh, 22. I thought you said he was 22. Oh, that's what I thought too. No, yeah. 20 also. Uh, He's 20 also. Excuse okay. me. I did not, I didn't realize I had done that. All right. Question number two. I ask, name the largest freshwater lake in the world. Ooh. Ew. Who knew it? Was it James? Was it Kyle? Was it Spanglish? I'm going to throw my lot in with uh, Espanol on this one. That's what I was going to say, too. You guys are going to pick the same again? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. Spanish? He lives in Cleveland. Mm, yeah, Great Lakes area. Close no, I, I just thought of the three for no particular reason. I feel like the other two, the first thing you ask them, no offense, Kyle, what they're into, they said video games. You don't see a lot of geography majors. <laughs> then again, Spanish is, you know, he's a game fix guy. Kyle's from Arizona, too, where there's not many lakes. There's a lot of here. cactus there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how they get their water. They suck it from the cactus. There you go. That's summer fun. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what Spanish had to say. Name the largest freshwater lake in the world. The largest freshwater lake in the world. Mm-hmm. The Mediterranean. Oh jeez, that's a C. I don't, I don't know the right answer, so I just went with that. You live next to one of them. Is it Erie? It's not Erie. It's Superior. Uh, Oh, of course, because it's Superior. (laughs) There it is. It's right in the name. (laughs) Well, everything nice I said about you, Spanish, I take it back. (laughs) Friendship terminated. No points for anyone there. Damn it. Let's move right along here. Um, Question number three and the last in the category of who knew it. What is the fifth planet from the sun? Who knew it, gentlemen? Oh, I know this. I'm thinking... I'm going to go with Kyle on this one. God damn it, Jack. Can you just... The point is this game is to pick... (laughs) That's okay, though, because you're allowed to pick the same. Okay. You're allowed to pick the same. Let's listen to what Kyle had to say. This planet is the fifth planet from the sun. Um, would that be... Fuck, it was just on the tip of my tongue. I don't know, I'm going to say Saturn. No, I'm afraid that's no. it. God! The correct answer is Jupiter. Nice. Jupiter. Yes. <laughs> so upbeat about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Jupiter. <laughs> I love that planet. It's the fifth one. <laughs> oh, Kyle. You guys' chances are probably better if you start picking separately. <laughs> Just based on observation. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So we're now moving into the category, who blew it? Each of you with 100 points. Ooh. So, question number one, what was the name of the Lone Ranger's horse? Who blew it? There's no way Kyle knows this. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Who got it wrong? Who got it wrong? Okay. Oh, man. I already got Kyle. I'm not sharing him. No split custody on Kyle. James... James? Yeah. And Kyle. Mm-hmm, All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see what James had to say first. What was the name of the Lone Ranger's horse? Mm. Alfred. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that is wrong. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> That's the correct answer for Jack there, which means uh, I'm sorry. Oh, did Jake. you really get this? I, even, I was thinking who blew it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sweet. 
So uh, we got to see what Kyle's answer was here. Come on, Kyle. What was the name of the Lone Ranger's horse? Oh shit, the Lone Ranger. Um, remember, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go silver. Like oh, high ho, high ho, silver. Jesus, I didn't even think of that. This thing there, right? Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to call out Ace Ventura for that. <laughs> <laughs> that stuck with me since I was a kid. Oh, <laughs> and I never yeah, knew I was what thinking, it came like, from. Where did he get that from? Ace Ventura. That makes sense. Yep. Kyle, next time I see you, I'm going to kick you in the shins. <laughs> I almost thought when he asked the question first, I was like, oh, God, I don't yeah, know. But then all I could think of is hi ho, hi ho, silver. silver. It's right there. It's yeah. on the tip of everybody's Fruber. tongue without him knowing it. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> next question What is the Thundercats battle cry? Who blew this one? Spanish. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to go with James. James in Spanish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I think Kyle knows this. Let's hear what uh, Spanish had to say first. What is the Thundercats battle cry? Isn't it like Thundercats ho or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's it. Oh, I got to right. <laughs> hear it, though. Thundercats ho! That's it. There we are. All right, so Spanish got it right. So uh, right off the bat, too. <coughs> no points for Jack, and uh, let's see what James had to say. Here we go. My redemption is nigh. What is the Thundercats battle cry? Oh, that's an easy one. Thundercats, oh! That is correct. Up yours, James. <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle didn't know this one. No points oh, for anyone. Kyle. Let's see what Kyle said. <laughs> I'd love to know. Thundercats, hey. What is the Thundercats battle cry? Is that just thunder, thunder, thundercats? <laughs> oh, I'm afraid not. That was the theme song. Thunder, thunder, thundercats. Damn. That's all right. Yeah, I've never seen thundercats before either. My uncle was super into it. <laughs> the correct answer was thundercats. Ho! That should be Candare's battle cry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, In our collective defense, thundercats sucked. Uh, I can't no. say that they sucked. Like, no, I, I enjoyed the Thundercats. Oh, look at Jake. I liked it, and then the remake they did on Cartoon Network is even better. Go sit in the hall, Jake. Yep. You know what? This is stupid <laughs> anyway. I could be at home jerking off, but instead, here I am. <laughs> jerking off. <laughs> All right. So, for the third and final question in the Who Blew It category. The third and final time this music festival was held was in 1999. Who blew it? Kyle does not know this. <laughs> Kyle does not know this. Not that it matters. I think you're going to win this one. Uh, uh, I want to say Spanish. Spanish? Uh, no. Uh, Dude works at a radio station. I know. Dude. I know. That's why. And he's in Cleveland with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So he might not. I don't know. Uh, James, I'll say. My money's on Kyle. James and Kyle. Let's see what Kyle had to say first. This is still who blew it, right? This is who blew it. Okay. The third and final time this music festival was held was in 1999. Yeah, the only music festival coming to mind is Burning Man. Right, <laughs> that is incorrect, sir. Woodstock. Wow, okay. How did I forget Woodstock? Have you never heard of Woodstock? No, no that's not all I've heard of it. I mean, it's, I, watch, right. I watch The Simpsons. I, I'm up on it. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Good lad, Kyle. Was. No? No. I was pretty <laughs> sure it was Woodstock. I, was I, I wasn't that. willing to say anything, though, in case I was <laughs> What was the, the one that Perry Farrell put together? Oh, Lollapalooza. yeah. I know that wasn't it. All right, so let's hear what James had to say. The third and final time this music festival was held was in 1999. 
Oh man, it was with Nirvana and them, right? No, dude, Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Cobain was dead long dead by that time. <laughs> uh, oh man, dude. I want to say, but that still goes on. I think we talked about uh, this actually in the past, you and I. Dude, I, I want to. I'm gonna have to say Coachella, dude. It's still happening. It's still yeah. Answer. Yeah, that's what I figured. That is a correct answer for both of you. Uh, I'm telling you, Kurt Cobain was really at his peak in '99. <laughs> Those are my favorite Cobain movies. Oh man! Oh man! Uh, at least so we got funny. Foo Fighters out of it. I'd say that's a good trade. For yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, th- I definitely think uh, Foo Fighters' uh, work is far more uh, artistic. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, Kroll's just such a cool dude anyway I think Nirvana just hit at the right time not to discredit Kurt Cobain's music but um, I don't think it has staying power I think it was perfect for that time it can really be said about any band same with the Beatles as much as I love the Beatles had they come any other time before or after Mm. you know it just probably wouldn't have made it quite an impact Mm. and I think that's what's crucial to most bands or artists right place right time exactly this digression was brought to you by Nirvana (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen. So the next category is called Pick Your Pony. And then what you do here is you pick a person before you hear the question. And then after oh. uh, you hear the question, you have to guess whether they got it right or wrong. Oh, man. Jeez. All right. So go ahead and pick your pony. You want to pick first here, Jack? Uh, yeah, I'll pick Spanish. Give me Kyle. All right. I said give me Kyle. <laughs> I ask for the first question and pick your pony. Finish the lyrics to this TV theme song. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have. Do you think Spanish got it right or wrong? Yes, I think he got it. Do you think Kyle got it right or wrong? I think he'll be at least aware of the reference Family Guy made to it, but I don't know if he'll know the original. I'm going to say no. All right, so let's start with Spanish. Jack's guess is he got it right. Finish the lyrics to this TV theme song. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have... The Facts of Life. Yes. Ding, 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 that Uh, is correct! No hesitation. Good call. All right, now time for Kyle's uh, response, which you guessed he would not get right, right? I did not. I did not believe he'll get it right. All right. Finish the lyrics to this TV theme song. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have... Three's Company? I didn't expect you to know that one. Man, yeah. I hope not. Three's company. James' answer was even better. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. You gotta hear it now. Finish the lyrics to this TV theme song. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have... The Jetsons? (laughs) What in God's name? How did that even come up? (laughs) That's a wrong answer. <laughs> the Jetsons. I laughed for three days oh after he God. said that. <laughs> Did they even have like lyrics in their theme, or yeah. was it just meet George Jetson? Oh yeah. God, man! His son Elroy, Jane, his Daughter wife. Now I remember. Jane. Yeah, there you go. All right, hang on. <clears throat> first, you got to do the noise. <clears throat> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Thank you. I forgot about that. All right. Question number two in Pick Your Pony. Um, Go ahead and pick your new pony, gentlemen. I'll go with James. I got Kyle this time. 
I asked them, which popular science fiction franchise aired its first episode in 1966? Who was your pick one more time, Kyle? Kyle? Do you think he got it right or wrong? I know for a fact Kyle will get this one. There's no way. He's such a... Why are you helping your competition? No, I don't, that's a good point. I don't <laughs> think he got it. No. no, I'm on the fence of what it is. I'm pretty sure I know what it is, though. Okay, so you're guessing Kyle got it wrong. Let's right. see what he said. Which popular science fiction franchise aired its first episode in 1966? Holy shit. Um, <laughs> first episode. It's a TV show, not a movie. Um, wow. I'm gonna science go fiction TV show in the 60s. Star Trek? Ah, there it, it is. You got it. Wow. Never seen an episode of Star Trek in my life. Are you serious? Slap yeah. him when I see I've it. seen the movies. Like, <laughs> oh. not, not just the modern movies, but I've seen, like, the other movies. The, the original movies. series is fantastic. I That's mean, there's a lot I've of campiness to get through, but it's yeah. such a good show. Cool. I'll have to keep that in mind. Curse you, <laughs> Kyle! No points for Jack there. And you said, again... I believe he'll get this one. Who? I think James is going to get James. it. Yeah, I'm, James. Yeah. James has got this. this one. Let's see what James had to say. Which popular science fiction franchise aired its first episode in 1966? The Twilight Zone. That's a good show, but a shame of an answer. <laughs> yes, it was. You've oh. brought shame to your family. <laughs> He's 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. <sighs> okay. Moving on before we uh, get too sore about that one. <laughs> Pick your pony, gentlemen. I'll take Spanish this time. I'm going to go with James on this one. All right. I asked them all what TV show featured Scott Bakula as a time traveler <laughs> trying to fix the past? Jack, who'd you say again? James. Let's see what James had to say. Wait, I didn't did say he... whether he got it or not. What do you think James said, Jack? <laughs> uh, n- uh, no, I don't think he got it. Let's see if James it's didn't get it. Obscure name, yeah. What television show featured Scott Bakula as a time traveler trying to fix the past? Back to the Future. Yes. <laughs> what is it? Back to the Future wasn't a television show. No, and they, and they get to the future. <laughs> 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 Quantum Leap is the correct answer. He had no idea. Points for Jack. I think Spanish has this one. You think Spanish has think this so. one? I think All right, so. let's see. What television show featured Scott Bakula as a time traveler trying to fix the past? Quantum Leap. Wow, Damn. no doubt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he knows. All right, that is points for both of you. That's the whole clip. <laughs> Just quantum leap <laughs> all right so here we are we are at the end of uh, pick your pony which uh you guys have let me see here jack you are at 500 points jake 400 oh shucks so well, there's one more thing left the wager of death sounds safe so you need to write down how many points you wager and as well as uh picking your pony Pick the person you're you're going to uh, have answering the question, and how much you wager. Okay, who'd you say, Jack? Spanish. Spanish. I put it all on Spanish. Spanish. Okay, we're going to say goodbye to Kyle and James. Thanks for uh, helping us out with the game, guys. And we are going to focus solely on Spanish. I asked Spanish, what action movie star voiced the Iron Giant? So, do we think he got it right or wrong? No. He knows this. I'm certain. He must. 
No, and yes. I think he knows. This is perfect. I don't even know who it was. I do. You don't know? No. If if someone told me, I don't know. All right. That is a a fact. Your logic holds up. All right, let me get your books here. Okay, guys. Let's see what Spanish had to say. Which action movie star was the voice of the Iron Giant? Is that the animated movie? Yes. Hmm. Probably like, I don't know. Some weird. It's, it's, it's got to be something crazy, like Vin Diesel or something like that. That's right. <laughs> Wait, what? That's crazy. Are you serious? You had a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, I was like, no okay, way. Rude. That's kind of what my mind went to. I don't know why. <laughs> I was about to start saying he just voiced a very popular summer blockbuster character. <laughs> that was a complete guess. <laughs> God. <laughs> So I backed him for the wrong reasons, but it was a good investment. All right. So that's a correct answer for Jake. Okay. So, Jake, you wagered 400 points. You wagered everything. Everything. You got that correct. You are standing at 800 points, my friend. Jack, let's see what you had. Jack wagered 300 points that he would get it wrong, which he did not. So let's take 300 away from Jack, which leaves you with 200 points. Jake is our winner with 800 points. Yes. Hail Man. the champion of street smarts. Oh, Candare street smarts. <laughs> I made it. You, you don't get a, pri- now, you don't get a prize. <laughs> uh, this is a prize. All right. The prestige <laughs> of a victory. Rubbing it in our face is the prize. Good times. Good I hope you guys times. had fun with that. Absolutely. Yeah, that was cool. We need to do this more often. We will. We. I like to do these things for celebratory reasons. So, mm-hmm. uh, have we? We've played uh, we played Jeopardy in issue uh, issue that episode fifty twenty five. Oh, was it twenty five? Oh, long ago. <laughs> and have we done any games on here since then? Mm-mm. Not on the uh, not besides the yet. like TV themes, guessing and trivia, some minor trivia. Yeah, stuff, minor but nothing trivia too stuff structured. Here, but yeah. we do need to get more more games yeah. in the mix here. So. Uh, Actually, we got something coming up, don't we? We do. Uh, maybe the folks at home have heard of a little party game called Secret Hitler. Mm-hmm. You'd be excused for not knowing what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> it's a party game where one of your friends is actually Hitler. You don't know which, and you must find out before he becomes Chancellor and ruins the world. There you have it, Low folks. Stakes. Probably here at the end of September, early October, we're going to be playing this game on That's the show. That's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. It's going to be fun. I'm I gonna, you're going to have hyped. to be the uh, like the, oh yeah yeah the head of coming. that because I don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that's going to do it for our 200th episode. I hope everybody had a lot of fun. I know I had fun setting this up, and this has been a lot of fun just this evening uh, recording this. Absolutely, um, it's I, been a lot of fun the last you know hundred odd episodes. Yeah, I've been here. It, it's been an amazing journey, and yeah, I want to thank you has. both for your dedication for. Uh, always coming over and contri- contributions to the show. Couldn't, My pleasure. It'd be no show without any of us here. And I want to thank everybody uh, who's been on the show in the past 200. Those who have helped. Again, Richard Rivera uh, and uh, Wayne Hall flying up here uh, from right? Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. just solely to donate books <laughs> and help us with our first convention. That's a bad. We couldn't move. have done yeah. it without them. So uh, a huge thanks goes out to them. Uh, thanks to Alex Lobato again for coming on the show along with Richard. Uh, who else do we got to thank, guys? So many all of our celebrity so guests. So many people. Uh, so many people. I'd like to thank um, President Dwight Eisenhower, who I think really right. laid the framework. <laughs> I mean, like, actual people. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I want to thank Dave 
We've never Ooh, met, Dave. but you know, I I feel like I share his spirit. Yeah, he's a good guy. We're, he's a good we're guy. Kindred souls, you know. I'll get him back on one of these times yeah. for for, uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, all the amazing, talented comic artists that have been on. Thank you for lending your time and your uh, talent to us and help you know letting us share it with our listeners. It's been amazing, and I can't wait to see what the next two hundred yield. So, without any further ado, Jack, what's on the website? Go to CandarePodcast.com where you can check out show highlights, listen to the show, follow us on our social media, visit the Hall of Heroes, see the Wall of Justice, check out some of the videos from our YouTube page, click the merch button, buy a t-shirt, and some other stuff. There you go. And if you want to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. Don't forget that visual element, the the YouTube page. Uh, go to YouTube and all the different videos we have up, the Let's Plays that are trickling on. Con, cool footage. Con footage. Con footage. All kinds of stuff. The Star Wars video, the vampire movie coming, lots of cool stuff happening there. And uh, Jake, what about social media? Well, let me tell you about social media, Jeremy. You can check us out at Twitter at CannedAirPod and Instagram at Canned underscore Air, mm-hmm. where we've got jokes, images, news, promo codes, all types of cool things in there, sirs. My bad. I didn't no mean to problem. drop that pen you there. Really, uh, you really threw off my groove, but that's all right. <laughs> and uh, again, if you're going to any Wizard World conventions, uh, when is Chicago's this coming this weekend, weekend, correct? Right. August what? 24th. August 24th through the 27th is Chicago. And then uh, following that is Nashville, September 8th through the 10th, followed by Madison, September 22nd through the 24th. If you plan on attending this convention... At purchase, or damn it, I always say at purchase. At time of checkout on the Wizard World website in that promo box, type Candare, lowercase, no space, cool 10% off that ticket. And uh, what can be done with that $5, Jake? I mean, shit. Oh, you know, I'm thinking you could invest it in a snazzy new Candare t-shirt. There you go. But what do I know? I mean, I don't know why I said $5. The the discount's relative on, you know. 10%. It's 10% of whatever you're spending, so it's probably a lot more than that. Either way, put it into a shirt, you owe us. Yeah. <laughs> there's All those, this free entertainment, 200 <laughs> episodes of it. There's those two new wizard shows that are in Bloxy, Mississippi in October, and then Winston, Salem, North Carolina in December. Ooh, I didn't even have those on my list here. Yeah, so, I yeah. just added those ones not too long ago. Cool. Go on to any of these shows. Plan on going to those newly announced shows. Canned air, lowercase, no Got space. Gotcha, covered. Um, and don't forget the uh, the contest. We just it just came to fruition during the recording of this <laughs> yeah, episode. Very new. Uh, the the shadow play contest, where if you uh, take a picture of a cool shadow you're making on the wall, it can be of anything, nothing vulgar, please. Uh, put it on our social media or send it to us via email. Uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us, uh, tag us, and uh, hashtag it canned shadow. And if you win, we will mail you uh, copies of, uh, uh, what is it, a trade of Max Hunter and the first couple issues of Sabbaty Bunny on Candare's Dime. So, uh, really easy contest. I mean, yeah. come on. Making a shadow on the wall? That's all you got to do for some comics? Come on. You're doing it right now without even trying. All you need to do is It's already there. Take a picture. And there's a bunch of other cool comics over here. So um, we might even throw some more comics in with that mix. We've probably got like a Gutenberg Bible in that box somewhere. We probably do. There's some cool stuff in there. So, um, yeah, once again... Uh, uh, can shadow hashtag can shadow your uh, your picture of a shadow anything that might be cool that might win a contest so anything else gentlemen here comes two hundred and one <laughs> yeah here's to another two hundred here's to the future mm-hmm. yeah until next time I'm Jeremy Colley Jack Doherty Jake Runyon thanks for listening everyone.
love this canned air podcast. Yeah, Jake is hilarious. <laughs> oh, no. Gotcha. Wow, Buzz Lightyear saved your life. I'm not Buzz Lightyear. If it hadn't been for Buzz, my goose would have been cooked. I'm not Buzz Lightyear. Thanks, Mr. Lightyear. I am not Buzz Lightyear. Name the largest freshwater lake in the world. Uh, Fiji. <laughs> that would be Lake Superior, sir. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> this is going to be fun. All right. <laughs> the third and final time this music festival was held was in 1999. Stop. Damn. Which action movie star was the voice of the Iron Giant? Oh, I, is that little that little cartoon thing? It's <laughs> yeah, that little cartoon thing. Oh, I'm gonna have to say, uh, uh, Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but boy, would have that made that movie a hell of a lot more interesting. <laughs> I wish it was Jackie Chan. I, I have no clue. I haven't watched that movie forever. The correct answer is Vin Diesel. Oh, really? Really? The the Riddick, huh? <laughs> yeah, the Riddick indeed. <laughs> Start that again. Hashtag air shadow. Can't. Help me. Just hashtag it. Fuck. <laughs> no, don't do that. Hashtag it. Uh, one, two, three. Come on. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Yeah. On three or after? One, two, three, go. The demo. Yeah. Cut that. <laughs> um, let's see. Ask Dave. I thought you were talking about the game. Now I sound like an idiot. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.